You're listening to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I have a question for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the college recruiting process? You have come to the right place. Jill will bring you expert tips and interviews with special guests to help you take a deep breath and know, yes, you are moving in the right direction to find your college team. After this podcast, don't forget to head to Jill's shop page to purchase her two guidebooks that will make everything in college recruiting much more clear and simple. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Uh, I am back. I'm Jill Hicks. This is College Recruiting with Jill Hicks, and... Super excited about this topic, empowering your gymnast, how to talk with your team. So um, I think this is something a lot of parents have been dealing with most recently. I've gotten it um, through my social media. Families have asked me questions on how to deal with their teen, how to talk with their teen about things that are going on with season coming up or uh, with recruiting. Um, and the challenges that they face in this huge decision, but feeling like their teen wants to maybe be more independent from the parent or has sometimes an attitude about things. So, um, so yeah, we're going to talk about that today. But before we do, I just want to let you know we're super excited at JH Consulting. We are coming out with some new items and um, we do have JH50 coming up that starts December 15th so for any of you out there who have always wanted to just have an hour session with one of our amazing advisors you can do that now for $50 which we only do this twice a year but we love to offer it just for you all to ask your questions you can meet alone, you can meet with your athlete, with the advisor, but it's only $50. So we hope you'll take advantage of that and get to know us during that um, session together. We provide a lot of good information and it's usually pretty um, impactful for the parent. They often say this was so helpful. So if that's something, keep your eyes open on social media. There'll be a lot of information coming out in the next few weeks. But also, we are redesigning the website, and we are adding um, a really fun membership site um, for a very low price, but you can get connected inside the membership and get all kinds of information. And I'll also be doing a Zoom uh, the first Sunday of every month with parents or with athletes. A big one I w- I'm excited to do, which I've done before, is um, the confident um, competitor and just talking about from a coaching perspective and all the years that I've coached how to build confidence in our girls. So um, if your daughter might like to join that, we'll be doing that. We'll be going over different books that I think are really inspiring. We will be doing all kinds of cheat sheets, we call them. We'll be doing all kinds of videos. I'll be available. So if you want to become a Recruiting 101 member, you will see that on the new site. And it's coming out hopefully in the next two weeks. 
Okay, so back to our topic, empowering your gymnast and how to talk with your team. Now, before I even begin, I feel like this is a topic that um, I think most people would say they never had all the answers for teenagers as a parent and watching my own daughters as they parent their now my grandchildren. I mean, they're toddlers, but I just think, oh, one is getting closer and closer to becoming a teen. And I know it's just, it's a really challenging time and nobody has it has done it perfectly and nobody has all the answers and I'm certainly not a therapist but I just wanted to give perspective because I do hear the frustration for not only the parent but also you JH girls out there I know get frustrated too because I can see it on your face when you're trying to talk with me and your parent is sitting there and they're doing their best to not make things worse but you can definitely feel the tension and I think the key here is realizing that tension is normal and it you want there to be that tension because your teen is no longer a little child anymore who you just get to tell them how to live life and what to do and not to do and what to be aware of we want our teens to become independent of us so that they can live as a young adult and adult right so that friction that we have with our teens is a good thing don't see it as a bad thing, but see it as a good thing and try to come up with what works for you. I know every single um, situation is different and every personality type is different. Parents have different personalities than their own children, even though we birthed them. <laughs> or maybe you have an adopted child and it's totally different personalities. Or maybe um, you're a single parent or... Um, maybe you feel like you didn't build that foundation and now you, you're trying to just because of whatever went on in the family. Um, I believe there's always time, there's always a place and there's always the ability to build relationships. So here we go. We're going to talk about how this connects with our athletes and, and even in the recruiting process. So Small children talk to their parents all the time. So when I go visit my own grandchildren, I mean, sometimes I leave the house and think I cannot, I mean, the questions, the noise volume, <laughs> when you think about it, the beautiful part, which I absolutely love, right? But sometimes when I come home, the quietness that I have in my house now, because I don't, I'm not raising kids anymore, um, is is so so nice but when they're little and they're constantly on your lap and they're constantly talking to you and they're constantly asking you questions we must cherish that time because it goes away when they become teens and i'm starting to see that with my oldest grandson he's not as much in the room where we all are hanging out he's kind of by himself or he's playing music down in the basement or he's playing games down there you know or talking to his friends so you know, it is a cherished time. When they're small, um, children talk to their parents all the time, and that begins to change. Um, communicating with teens is tricky. Then you add in sports and the recruiting process, and I bet most parents would say they often feel shut out, they feel uncomfortable, and they feel at a loss as to what to say. 
So when I look back on my own experience in my own family, when I was an athlete and I was a teenager, I used to get really quiet around meat season. I would be really moody um, and often really reserved, especially right before the meat. And I remember thinking, I'm not being very nice to my parents right now, but it was like the way I prepared. And so I always kind of felt bad deep down inside, but I didn't really know how to change that. It just was my way. So um, if you have an athlete or a teenager who is like that, um, they do grow out of it. I'm not that way so much anymore. When stress comes on, I don't get extremely quiet like that, but I certainly did as a teenager. And I also remember I was super chatty with my dad. In fact, every morning I would go in his bathroom while he shaved and got ready for work. And we would talk about how things were going at the gym. Now, I don't know why I was so comfortable doing that with my dad and maybe not my mom, but that's just how our relationship was. But my poor mom, I just did not know really how to talk with her as much or feel as comfortable. Here she was basically managing me getting to school, going to gym, all the things. But for some reason, we would clash more and her style of communicating with me just wasn't as smooth or as desirable for me as my dad's was. So if that's going on in your family, it's okay. Because I remember my own kids connected with my husband, my daughters more on that level than maybe with me. And thank goodness we had that option. And it doesn't have to be a dad. It could be a grandparent. It could be a friend of the family. It can be an aunt. It can be an uncle. Um, but then I fast forward to my own kids and one of my daughters, for example, I drove her one hour and a, an hour and a half to soccer practice one way and an hour and a half home. And she was like me. She didn't want to talk to me. <laughs> she didn't want to talk to me and she wanted to sleep or she just didn't want to converse about the, all the little things that I was thinking about and wanting to talk about. So, um, so I think that can happen sometimes. And I would say she connected more to my husband or her dad than she really did with me uh, about conversations about sports. And so I just had to accept that and not push that because that was her rhythm. Um, but recently, lots of parents have had questions about this topic. And it is truly one that cannot be forced. So if you are a JH girl listening right now, um, just let this topic kind of soak in because I think sometimes you, you only see it from a different um, angle as the teenager and not so much as what your parents are going through. But sometimes if you girls can see it more from a perspective of a parent and what their, um, their intentions are different than you might um, think. And so just listen and you parents out there who are listening, I hope some of this can be a little bit helpful. So here are a few tips. One, as the parent, you must know and regulate your emotions and expectations. So the first step is to know yourself. So if you, you know you get um, pretty hyped up or you wanna fix things or you, um, want to give your teenager all the answers when they come home with issues and you're a little more high strung, let's say, or like 
I don't even think high strung is a good word. I think it's more, you just have those tendencies where it's really hard just to listen. You just really want to pipe in your two cents. Um, know yourself and know, okay, I got to take a deep breath here. You know, she just hopped in the car. She had a bad practice. Um, just count to 10 and breathe before um, she gets in the car. And take a temperature gauge of maybe she doesn't want to talk. Maybe she wants to talk later. Um, but don't press in because teens can feel confused about themselves and feel out of control. And sometimes they don't know how to communicate their feelings. So they're going to hold back if they know mom or dad are going to just lose it or be over the top with their own emotions. So um, that, you know, if that pattern has been there in the past and you can sense they're pulling away um, and don't want to talk to you, give them that space. Um, let's face it, sports in our children or teens um, is very tied to our own hearts as a parent. We become like mama bears um, sometimes and want to protect our cubs, which we should sometimes, but we have to take a deep breath and become an amazing listener and not so much the fixer when our teens um, have a bad day or start to open up. So knowing yourself, the good and the not so good and how you come across and what ruffles their feathers <laughs> can really help when moments like this are happening in your family or when your athlete is coming home from a frustrating practice or a bad meet. Number two, be curious, but not judgmental. So asking questions they say to a team is much more helpful than giving advice. Um, I think what's hard as a parent is these types of incidences that come up when they're a teenager are much more critical sometimes than when they're a child, a young child. And that's where we get emotional because we know what the long-term consequences can be of their um, actions when they're maybe, you know, in an uncom uncomfortable position and you know they might be impulsive or they might say something or do something that could have much more long-term repercussions. And I think that's where we have to take a deep breath and think about the big picture and um, give them that space. So another tip is don't lecture, but listen. So even, even if your teen is not willing to talk to you and is very quiet, um, be prepared for maybe some type of conversation opening up down the road. Um, so just listen to their small talk. So it might not even be about what you think is really going on, but small talk can be a very intuitive moment for you as a parent to start to put two and two together without them actually coming out and, and explaining it in a way that would be faster or more helpful. Number four, swap the position. So ask your teen for advice occasionally. Now I got this information online and I thought it was really interesting, but I think it is kind of curious. So they remember are growing up and acquiring skills and expertise that um, they don't have a lot of experience in, right? In communicating. They haven't 
had these types of moments that maybe us as parents have had all the way along the way. So we're always trying to give them our advice because they're still the teenager. But there might be times when you might open up a conversation and say, hey, what would you do about this? You know, where you're teaching them um, at the same time and they're starting to feel kind of empowered by that because they're like, wow, you're not just giving, I'm not always on the receiving end of your advice, but you're actually asking my opinion. And it kind of opens up their confidence and actually teaches them some things. So maybe next time um, when you have an opportunity at something like that, it can really build your relationship with your, with your teenager and help them feel like, wow, my parents believe in me. They're actually asking me advice in a situation. Number five, nonverbal communication. A lot of communicating with teens is nonverbal. So communicating with teens works best when it's based on that mutual respect, which I just kind of mentioned above. So respect your teens and give them their space when needed um, as you regulate your emotions and encourage them to respect you in turn. Overall, teens, teenage brains think differently because their brains are still developing. Now, of course, you don't ever want to tell them that in a serious moment. But I think it really helps visually as a parent to remember that their brains can't sometimes articulate what you think is so easy um, because they're still developing. And it kind of helps you to have more compassion for them or more patience with them. All right, so some questions you can ask them. Instead of asking the direct question like, what did your coach say today? Or um, what do you mean your coach, you know, talked to you like that? Or what do you mean your teammate said this or that? Instead, you know, create some conversations that are more casual, like, um, do you feel pressure to perform? Or when do you feel the most confident in your sport? Or when do you feel the least confident? Or do I, as your parent, ever make you feel pressure to perform a certain way? So those are just some basic questions I think are really good. Um, how about prior to a meet? What can you say? You've got this. Um, always melt into their rhythm if they're being respectful and they need, um, you know, they have a certain rhythm before a meet. You, you know, some athletes like to relax. Some like to listen to music. Some like to be with friends and others like to be alone. Some like to take a nap. So I think communicating as a parent that, hey, I know you, last time we, you know, went to such and such meet, you really like to take a nap. That seemed to work well for you. So how about we do that again? You know, just mentioning that before you take off on your trip. Um, but just little things like, hey, you've got this, or hey, I believe in you, or um, you can do this, you know, so you're pouring, even though they roll their eyes and <laughs> they may act like, you know, they don't need to hear it. it. They do. They do need to hear it. And it's a really good tape recorder for them to hear that over and over from you as a parent, even if it seems like they aren't absorbing it. Or maybe in the car, 
ask more about how the team is doing or what was fun at practice today or how was their effort and praise that effort. Even if they think it's kind of dumb or silly that you're praising their effort and not like how many things they hit that day in order to prepare for the meet coming up. But effort more than results, when you praise that, can really begin to help them take the bricks off their shoulders and know, yeah, I gave 100%. I may have had a bad practice and my coach might have gotten frustrated with me because I couldn't hit whatever they wanted me to hit. Um, but they, they will remember that, but I know deep down, I gave my best effort. And that's what we want them to ground themselves in because that helps them in the end perform better, whether it's under pressure to me or even in practice. Um, so don't ask about specific skills unless they bring it up. Stay away from those type of topics. Um, but in a backdoor way, have conversations. Um, even if it's not planned out. So sometimes teens like to stay up late and that's when they like to chat or maybe go on a walk and see if they start to open up or talk about their feelings around sports, but not like those questions I gave you earlier, but not the specifics or maybe watch a movie together that's about sports. Those can be really good conversational pieces, um, but just make the conversation more casual. And remember, uh, even if it feels like they're not listening, they are. Going back to my own parents and how they empowered me, I can look back now and see um, how I, it built my confidence, right? So my mom never pushed me when I was super quiet. She just gave me that space. And I can see how both of my parents were amazing, um, but it was in totally different ways. They had different roles in my success as an athlete. My mom was that consistent person, always on time, ready to do what it took to provide meals and travel, etc. And my dad was my rock in the sense that he never gave in to my frustrations with coaches, but he provided confidence in me in making me take responsibility for myself. And it just really built built my confidence in both both of them in different totally different ways and I know sometimes as a parent you can feel kind of left out um, in their life when they go through this independent time and you can tell they're shutting you out and they're not really um, communicating but I think if they're being respectful and which my parents always demanded like even though I could have an attitude or um, treat them poorly, they would always step in and say, look, you can't do that. That is disrespectful to us. You know, and I did that with my own, my own kids. Um, but if they're not stepping on that line and they just are quieter or they don't, it doesn't feel like they want you very involved, whether it's recruiting on their phone calls or whether it's on their visits, things like that. You know, there's always a, a respectful line that needs to be drawn as the parent. And you JH girls out there need to realize that um, the empowerment you can gain from your parents um, and the positivity that they're pouring into your life, even though they might not have the perfect answers, 
or they might drive you crazy, there is good that can come from it. So try to look past some of the emotions and find those nuggets, you as the parent, you as the athlete, and always come to the table with respect. I think that's really important. But parents, you do matter. You are their rock. You are the one they come home to. You are the one that's going to be there when sports ends. You are the one providing the unconditional love in a sport that is all about results. Um, they can come home and rest and know that they don't have to perform for your love. They will feel empowered even if you just get to listen because they know you took the time to do this. When you feel like you need to share advice, you can say, can I share my perspective? When you feel like you need to protect them, you can say, I know this is uncomfortable, but it's time for me to step in here. Teens want to move forward and become independent of us as adults, but they need to know that you will be there if they fall. And sometimes, even after you say nothing at all, they, they may even ask for your advice. Asking them a question instead of saying, um, how you can fix something can sometimes make all the difference. They can let go of their will and their stubbornness um, to see that it can be more of a partnership. But of course, they are just teens and you are just parents and there's no way to do this perfectly. Um, but always, always wrap it in respect for each other. Uh, so I did have one parent that wrote in a question, so I wanted to try to answer it, and here it is. My daughter wants my support and love and asks for advice, but then gets upset if I make an observation of what I see or think about how something looks. She says I don't understand gymnastics. Any thoughts or advice on how to handle this? Yes. Well, this is a tough one. And... Sometimes I think gymnastics is really tough, even more tough, because it's almost a different language. So if you don't have the right lingo for certain skills that they're frustrated with or what's going on in the gym, and you don't understand it from a sport perspective, they can tell when your advice isn't really connecting with what's really going on in the gym. So for example, if a coach says to an athlete, you cannot do that skill this year. I'm just going to use it as an example. And your daughter feels like she can do it. And she comes home crying and she is super frustrated. Um, your daughter is going to know no matter how you answer this question, you don't really understand the day-to-day -day of how she learned that skill, of how consistent it is, of what her technical issues are. So my recommendation instead of giving her answers about details um, that maybe you don't, you can't understand, or, you know, maybe why her coach won't allow her to do this skill is to provide some ways to solve the problem, um, that are life skills, um, that have really nothing to do with those details of, you know, a your chanko layout full and why her coach won't let her twist it. Um, instead, option, give her options. So gymnasts really like structure and they like detail options so i did this recently with one of my families and there was some frustrations going on and mom was really trying to help and daughter was getting frustrated even explaining what was going on 
And I being, cause I've coached and I understand from a coaching perspective, gymnastics in detail, um, I gave, I said, okay, here is option one and you get to choose. Here's option one, here's option two, and here's option three. So option one, do nothing at all. Just for example, with this parent, um, just don't compete the skill. Option two, daughter can ask for a conversation with the coach. Have her do the talking, but bring some notes with her so she can read her notes and explain why she thinks she should be able to do the skill. And then option three, suggest um, possibly that the daughter work on the skill after her assignments and prove to the coach that she is getting more consistent throughout season and maybe put the skill in at the end of season. So then they feel like the team feels like they have some kind of control over the situation. Um, so I like that idea. It tends to work. I really think it's important that we give the club coaches the option to speak on behalf of a frustration um, when there's not a million kids in the gym. That's why I like option two, where the daughter can ask for a conversation with a coach, meaning a, a little meeting, and she brings her notes, she reads her notes, and she feels like she can express um, a lot more to the coach when her notes, when everything's written down and it's not during practice. Because a lot of times during practice, when the coach says, hey, we're not doing that skill anymore, for example, the athlete doesn't feel like they can say very much because they've got all these people around them and the coach may be trying to keep the practice going. So that's definitely not usually a good time. So that's why I like to give those three options. So that's just one example of um, how you could help your team, no matter what sport they're in, without giving specific answers that maybe the athlete can tell you don't really understand because you never did that sport, for example. So the big picture is how are we teaching our kids to problem solve? We want them to have these life skills and we want to feel that we're being helpful. So JH girls out there, when you're in these moments of frustration, just know your parents typically have your best interest in mind. Sometimes stepping back, taking a deep breath as the teenager and listening, you might actually gain something from those moments. Once the emotions are at a good place on both sides, um, you might be able to problem solve your way through and feel like together you're getting through those situations. So that's pretty much what I have here on this topic today, empowering your gymnast and um, working with your teens, um, how to talk with your teens. So I hope you find this helpful. Thanks for joining me here at College Recruiting with Jill Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in Jill Hicks Consulting's advising services, head over to www.jhicksconsulting.com and click on the Get Started button to fill out your forms page. One of our advisors will give you a call. We're in your corner and we'll talk to you soon.